Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at UASPR.org. This episode is titled, The Difference Between Initiative and Self-Assertion, Responsibility, and Exceptions in Divine Administration. Here is Gabriel of Urantia. In every administrative or service branch of divine administration, the question of when to act or when not to act presents many challenges every day. In the third dimension, management control and job security is held intact ultimately by the threat of you being fired, losing your ability to support then yourself or your family. This kind of control management is a form of oppression and even tyranny. In the American Heritage Dictionary, the word initiative is a noun. One, the power or ability to begin or to follow through energetically with a plan or a task, an enterprise and determination, a beginning or introductory step, an opening move took the initiative in trying to solve the problem, the power or right to introduce a new legislative measure, the right and procedure by which citizens can propose a law by petition and ensure its submission to the electorate. So even in the third dimension, initiative must follow many times already written rules of procedure. Sometimes initiative at the moment must act and does not have to follow protocol. And eating one's own initiative means without prompting or direction from others, on one's own. In certain situations in life and in divine administration, which is life in the fourth dimension, individual initiative must take immediate action when it is called for. Initiative then, as a noun, is the power or ability to begin or to follow through energetically with a plan or task, enterprise and determination, a beginning or introductory step, an opening move, the power or right to introduce a new legislative measure, the right and procedure, again, by which citizens can propose a law by petition and ensure its submission to the electorate. Self-assertion is the opposite of initiative. It is one of the main evils of the Lucifer Rebellion against the laws and procedures of God. Caligasti says, forget the laws, forget the procedure, do this. You don't have to follow God's laws or your elders' laws. Do it your own way. Well, a lot of times your own way is far from God's laws, far from the laws of God's appointed and mandated authority structure for the benefit of you and your children. Not on this planet, but on every planet in time and space. 
in which divine administration is in control. A psychologist by the name of Adler Alfred said he was born in 1870, died in 1937. He was an Australian and an early associate of Sigmund Freud and the founder of the School of Individual Psychology. Rejecting Freud's emphasis on sex, Adler maintained that personality difficulties are rooted in a feeling of inferiority deriving from restrictions on the individual's need for self-assertion. His best-known work is the practice and theory of individual psychology. So he was, able, he was able to recognize that for some reason, human beings on this planet seem to want to be self-assertive. He probably studied a lot of starseed. Self-assertion as a noun, determined advancement of one's own personality, one's own wishes, one's own views. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Because if your views are not aligned with God's views, then you're wrong. Now, all too often, many think that they can put your view into God's view and say it's God's will. That's why the planet's so messed up. It's a big subject, and I can't cover it all today. But knowing God's will at any moment is what we need to do and know. At times, one, rightfully so, has to be self-assertive. As in, asserting oneself or one's rights or one's views when necessary. Self-confident. In assertiveness training, there's a method of training a person to become more self-confident and boldly affirmative in his or her interpersonal relationships with others. But you must be careful then not to be overbearing, arrogant. Many self-assertive individuals in the negative sense are called by the word cocky on this planet. I know when I was a kid, it used to be, you know, like a real negative thing if somebody called you cocky. You know, you're cocky, you know. Well, a word derived from the peacock male who struts around and waves their feathers and <laughs> bird vanity. This is my definition. Human vanity is much uglier because we're not birds. As an adjective, you can be cocky, cockier, or you can be the cockiest. Some of you take pleasure in being the cockiest, which I cannot understand. And if you do, it's because you are so blind by your own cockiness that you are indeed a, a human peacock. You can be overly self-confident. What's the difference between an ego or being cocky? Many people miss represent or misunderstand self-confidence. They think it's ego. And then at the same time, many people are too humble, not confident enough. How do you find the balance? Well, pray. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Spirit of Truth. Ask Mother, Father to show you. If you want to know? Ask. You want to know? Ask. And then listen and let God speak to you. 
But you have to ask. You have to go through the training. You have to be willing to go through the training. God's training. God's university. There's no school on this planet that you can go to except here to get this kind of a teaching. There's no Harvard or Yale. There's the Star City and Urantian schools in Melchizedek. That's what this is about. The training of the virtues of God in the soul to be true leaders in divine administration. Your astral aura and promoter movement can exhibit a cockiness that is noticeable. You can tell how someone walks if they're cocky. How someone talks if they're cocky. How someone responds to others. It's a good word. I like it. That's why I'm using it. <laughs> Another good word that I like to point out is the word smart aleck. Ever hear little kids use it with each other? Smart aleck, smart aleck. They get it. <laughs> they get it. But then you get older and you forget it. <laughs> and you become the smart aleck. But then adults, they usually don't confront you. Because most adults don't want to get into confronting others about their smart aleckness. But unfortunately, as leaders in divine administration and as leaders for the future generations of this planet, we must confront others. A smart aleck is a person regarded as obnoxiously self-assertive. Obnoxiously self-assertive. Smart an imprudent person. On the positive side of ascension, we must begin to exhibit an intellect of humility and service and care and responsibilities for others. That's what ascension is. God wants us to take responsibility to be a soul cleanser of other human beings. That's what a good father does. That's what parenthood does. Responsibility to correct the, the children. However, it doesn't end at 18. It goes out on through eternity. However, we can be imbalanced with the good and bad dio or deo theta thoughts with that intellect. With an intellect, we have an exercise, an exercise of the mind. We can use our mind for reasoning, or we can use our mind to confuse others, besides not just confusing ourselves. We can use it for the positive or the negative, of course, intellect. So you can be Deo in your thinking and in your correct initiative where you can be positive, confident, assured, certain in one's mind, undoubting, convinced, pers persuaded for the right, certified in your thinking, sure of your thinking, believing such as definite, decisive, defined, unambiguous. You can be convincing, you can be credible, you can be classified. Like the word classified comes from, you know, classical. To me, classical is something that lasts forever. A classical song lasts forever. Arranged, such as in 
your mind is can be arranged. A lot of time your minds are so disordered that you can have you cannot be affirmative or categorical or absolute or qualified or final or ultimate or conclusive or settled. Instead of those positive ways of thinking, the peacock personality or the cocky personality or the smart aleck is more opinionated, dogmatizing, pontifical, pontificating, assertive, doctrinal, orthodox, obsessed, bigoted, fanatical, biased, inflexible thinking, set in one's ways, fixed, fixed in one's opinions or beliefs, unchangeable. Your emotions can be in balance and in control or they can be very negative and become insolent, arrogant, haughtiness, loftiness, pride, domineering, tyrannical, severity, bravado, defiance, threat, disdain, contempt, sneer, snaring, distraction, brassness, presumption, audacity, chutzpah, could be good or bad. Brazenness can be good or bad, but usually in this concept, it's unbalanced. Blatancy, flagrancy face, hardened front, hardened front face. You ever see faces like that? You ever see that? You know, no matter how wrong they are, you can't change your mind. You know, so obstinate. Jesus, God himself, standing right before him, couldn't change our minds. Now I'd like to share on the difference between responsibility and exemption from responsibility. Again, as we ascend, we are to become responsible for the souls of others. That's what ascension is. That's what God wants us to be. That's what God demands of us. It's part of eternity. What is finality? Finality is the perfected soul that becomes leader, teacher over millions and billions of others in eternity. Not captains or even generals, but system rulers. Even beyond system rulers, I would say in a sense, functioning as a, an authority alongside a, a Veranda Deck or a Lananda Deck's son, in many instances, counselors to Veranda Decks and Lananda Decks, and even Mekizadeks. Once they were human beings, once they were mortals. Why does the universal father give them such deo authority over all other sentient beings because they have earned the right through trial and error.
They made enough mistakes where they won't make another one. <laughs> because they know that their next mistake not only hurts themselves, but others, or themselves, but themselves too. Oops! You can catch yourself in time. You won't say that stupid thing. You won't act in that stupid manner. You won't try to be the peacock. You'll be the humble dove. Responsibility is the state or quality or fact of being responsible, an obligation. And we, as human beings, as mortals ascending to God in paradise, have the obligation to be responsible for other human beings. It's a duty. It does not have to be a burden. Liable to be required to give an account of one's actions or the discharge of a duty or trust. We will have to stand before the Ancient of Days one day and we will be held accountable involving personal accountability or ability to act without guidance or superior authority, a responsible position within the company. There it is in that sense, responsibility as initiative. Sometimes your boss might not be right next to you to give you the answer. You have to decide for yourself. Make a decision. Silence can be evil. Sometimes you need to say the right thing. Speak out. Take a chance. Speak up for God. Speak up for truth. Speak up for righteousness. Not keep your mouth shut. Because you're just as guilty by not saying anything in your silence. Responsible, being a source or cause. Because the divine mind is absolute. Truth is either truth or it isn't. It isn't Gabriel said it. God said it first. If I want to blame it on somebody, I'll blame it on God. Because when it gets back to me, I say, God said it. His laws, his rules, many of them in which we have to understand and know and believe in are the foundations of eternity. Without those truths, without those laws, without those principles, the universe falls apart. That's what chaos is when you look in the microscope or when you look at nebulae, new forming ones. But truth is coherent, is harmony, is beautiful, rings and true. And we cannot be afraid to speak up for it or stand for it. And it isn't Gabriel said it. It's truth in eternity and God said it. So I'm trying to get you above, up and beyond what's happening here in our community and our divine administration and our religious order and our church and see the bigger picture because all mortals, all orders of beings everywhere, the, what makes us one when you stand before a being that has eyes slanted like this, has long arms, maybe four feet long with two fingers, is walking on robbly legs and is green. What makes us the same? God within us. That's what makes us the same. And on this planet, 
we have differences because we're black and white and, and yellow and red. And we're, we're different religions. You know, I'm Catholic and Protestant and Hindu and Buddhist. As long as we have those separations, as long as we look at ourselves in those ways, we'll continue to have wars and wars and wars. Conflicts and tribulations. Because we have to get our consciousness up and above that and understand the common laws of God. The common principles of God. Responsibility we have to do that. You can't hide from it. You can't stand back from it. You have to get in the eternal fight. The complacency, not only of Americans, but of Europeans, and the ignorance of other evolutionary religions must end on this planet. We must fuse mind with heart. The indigenous teachings of the peoples of this planet, the heart, with the epical revelation and continuing of the mind must fuse into a solid state mechanism called mind eternal. And until that happens, we'll be arguing over doctrines. We'll be arguing over God. You think God cares if it's called Allah? Or even Christ Michael? Except we know the difference. That at some point, as your mind takes over, you begin to be able to, to define God in all its great universal magnificence. But you have to be willing to become responsible for the truth. What Caligasti has done to the peoples of this planet, he has made them so complacent that they think they don't have to go any further than being a, a Lutheran, a Protestant, a Methodist, any of them, a fundamentalist Christian who think they have all the answers, and on and on and on and on and on. Their minds are small. The more you broaden your mind, the more responsible you become and should become for the souls of other people. The more you can manifest into your life to aid others. Responsible, able to make moral, rational decisions on one's own and therefore answerable for one's behavior. Able to be trusted, depended upon, reliable. Trust has to be earned. I don't ask anyone to trust me when they first come into this community. I believe that I have earned the trust of everyone in this room. But you have to believe that too. God's kingdom is not ruled by armies or weapons or you're going to lose your job and get fired. God's kingdom is ruled by free will, by free choice. We follow God not because we have to, because we want to. That's what God wants. That's why he has allowed the rebellion to continue for 200,000 years. He does not want to force one soul into follow him because if they don't, they're going to be punished. That's the doctrine of the Catholic Church. That's not the doctrine of God. There is a cause and effect of our thinking. And we will suffer from wrong choices. 
But we're not going to burn in an eternal hell because of it. There is no burning in an eternal hell. Hell is right now. Hell is right now. Right now. Wherever that now is. In your relationship with the eternal God, that's what your hell is. And each of you live in your own private hell. I guarantee you. How do I know? I live in it. But I also live in eternity. I also live in the beauty and magnificence of his love. Of his grace. I live in the beauty of faith. Knowing that I'm an eternal soul. And I live in an eternal universe. And it will get better. Even though, right now, it may seem that, wow, there's so many, if I looked on at the world and all of its problems, you know, there's a part of me often that says, I don't want to be here. And I'm sure you've said the same thing at times, you know. At the same time, if you have a sense of responsibility of some type within you, you want to be here. You want to be here for your children. You want to be here for your family. And rightfully so. Because when it boils down to it, the only thing that we have that's eternal is our relationship with family. It has to expand. And in being thy brother and sister's keeper, your children are the children of the planet. Your grandmothers are the grandmothers for every child on this planet and your grandfathers. And so when you can come to that kind of parental thinking, you become more God-like. Because that's what God is, the first parent. Universe father, universe mother, and son. The first parents and children. Responsibility. God teaches it from day one in eternity and the Trinity. Using good judgment, sound thinking, fulfilling obligations, answerable. So often many of you want to be exempt from taking responsibility or exempt from a duty of a responsibility or the liability You really have to tune in to what God expects of you, moment to moment. Because again, as we ascend spiritually, God expects of us to accept responsibility for others, to become our brothers and sisters keepers, to become their fathers and their mothers, their big brothers and their big sisters, to accept the role as a grandmother or a grandfather in a child's life. It doesn't have to be your biological child the children of the planet. So in this community, we have co-parenting. Jesus Christ, the most perfect son of God on this planet, that walked this planet, who taught all beautiful and divine principles to the consciousness of the first century mind, was crucified by the very people that he was trying to help. Not a pretty picture. But unless you're willing to be crucified, you can make no difference on this planet. Unless you're willing to be mocked at, misrepresented, 
you can make no difference on this planet. Unless you're willing to say no to the compromise, you can make no difference on this planet. Some ex accept the fact that they will have leaders over them. However, they refuse to accept leadership over themselves when them, those leaders are their brothers and sisters. They accept father-mother leadership, but they won't accept brother-daughter leadership over them. It's a hard concept to understand, but you in the community here who more so would understand what I'm saying. And I know that I've, throughout the years, people like to make me an old man to follow me. But if they see me as being the same age as them or whatever it's been throughout my experience, they don't want to accept me as a leader. So they have to make me an old man with a gray beard. And that's why it gets easier when you get old and have a gray beard. You know, because then people respect you more. They don't see the age of the soul. They do, but they don't want to recognize it. So I've, I've had that competitive. I used to walk in rooms and men would get mad at me simply because I walked in the room. And the aunt can testify to that, you know, in spiritual arenas. When the leaders in those spiritual arenas who were teaching saw my godliness, saw my humility. I didn't say one word. I just walked in the room and looked at them. But they knew I was their elder. Why did they know I was their elder? Because of my godliness, my spirituality, my humility. I didn't walk in the room like this. <laughs> I was definitely not cocky. I just walked in the room. That's good. That's the kind of power God wants us to have. Like an angel. An angel doesn't walk in the room cocky. An angel is an angel. You respect an angel, not because an angel has a K A57 strapped on its back. You respect an angel because an angel is so beautiful and godly. And you know, something so beautiful and godly has a great big God on its side behind it. A good, healthy respect for God is good because God doesn't have to push a button and annihilate you by a nuclear weapon. He just say, be gone and you're gone. That's a healthy power to be afraid of. Jesus had that power. He said to Lazarus, rise after three days of being dead, and he rose. If he would have said, all arise, every dead person that was ever died, ever died, would arise too. He had to be careful what he said. <laughs> he had that kind of power. And in a way, we do too. That's why the apostles were able to perform certain miracles in the first century in healing. 
And that's why now we can perform certain miracles. But we have to have a good sense of our godliness and who God is walking with us, in us, through us, and connected with. And so back to authority. To those who have authority over you. Know when to interfere in someone who may be on a course of hurting themselves. That's my responsibility. If you're going to burn yourself, I said, wait a minute, don't put your hand in the fire. And if I see the fire coming in other ways in which mistakes you've made and decisions you've made, I have a responsibility to interfere and try to help you not to hurt yourself. It's not so much that I know the future. It's the fact that I know the probabilities because I have lived enough years in my astral soul to know that this decision leads to this ouch. <laughs> because I've got ouched enough. You know, and that's the only reason I know. So you have that same responsibility to others around you. It's not just my responsibility, it's your responsibility. Because I can only be in one place at one time. A lot of things that goes on every day in which many of you are making wrong decisions, it's you supervisors who may see the mistakes that others are making that can then be there to, to help them along the path of right choices and manifesting the kingdom of God on this planet. And so statesmen and women of divine administration, thank you for being willing to make the mistakes, be corrected, <laughs> to be perfected. Remember that take responsibility when necessary. Take initiative. Thank you so much. Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at UASPR.